that's Monday, but it's going to be in the 60s. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Today and tomorrow, very warm, and then all of a sudden 30 on Wednesday. <laughs> so. Yeah, it happens. And then in the 70s this weekend, by the way. Did you look ahead? No, I didn't. I stopped. Maybe you should look ahead. Maybe you should look ahead. The hell is that supposed to mean? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should just look ahead, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll get right on that. Golf today? No. Oh, okay. No, I've got got some riding to do. Uh, Some outdoor stuff. I want to, I think I'm going to drain the tub, the hot tub today uh, and clean it and refill it. It's always good to do that when the weather improves. You don't get a big ice puddle down at the end of the driveway. Yeah. Maybe pick up some stuff in the yard. My neighbor was raking his lawn yesterday. I thought about that, but we 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 went for a long walk up on the bluffs yesterday. Oh, nice. So. Uh, Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom this morning. Three ways. Bad news, happy music. Get to our Monday morning throwback. Talk about laundry. Did some this weekend. I'm sure you did. Uh, always. <laughs> Never Always. ending. Always. Also got some Stone Temple Pilots in a few minutes. You can get in touch with us by visiting rockmornings.com. Got a very nice email or, uh, excuse me, text message from Kathy earlier. Also got one from Seth. Wanted to hear some bad omens. We'll try to get to that in just a bit. More of your Rock Mornings coming up in just a bit. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom. The bridge is having some trouble down there in yeah, Lansing. Closed it. Yeah, yesterday, I don't know, mid to late afternoon, I guess, uh, apparently the bridge was moving while people were trying to drive across it between, what is that, DeSoto and Lansing, correct. I guess. Is it DeSoto? Yeah. That's correct. Uh, and then I saw some pictures, and you could see that, yeah, it looks like it shifted, <laughs> which isn't good. No, they're going to have some inspectors take a look. And they're, they're staying closed for a while, because not only are they going to have to figure out what's wrong with it, but they're going to have to bring something in and fix it, right? Presumably, yes. Well, they were re- going to be replacing that bridge or working on it this summer. That's a huge DOT project, so I don't know if it's it, it's moved up in importance and, and timing, but... So now, in order to go to Lansing, you got to go to the Minnesota side, obviously, because uh, you're not going to be able to cross there, or you got to go all the way down to Prairie du Chien. Yeah, it's about back. a 30-mile detour either way. Yeah, but... Um, scary. Right? <laughs> That bridge is always scary. I got to be honest. I, I'm not a huge fan of bridges in the first place, no matter where they are. Uh, but you kind of go straight up, and then you go straight mm-hmm. across, and then you go straight down. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, and you're, you're like, man, oh, man. <laughs> and uh, the lanes are very narrow as well. And you see some people, obviously, you know, there's a lot of camping and boating and stuff that goes on down there with the river and the campgrounds. And so you see some people towing stuff, and you're sure. like, Oh, boy. I wouldn't want to be on a bridge when that thing's on there. Yeah, that bridge is 100 years old, and the Iowa DOT had begun work to replace that historic bridge. It was, It's expected to be done, but not until 2026. Oof. By the way, the rebuild is costing Iowa and Wisconsin a combined $124 million. New bridge is going to look similar to the historic one, uh, and it's planned to be built 50 feet north of the current structure, and some of that is already underway, but you're looking mm. at two more years before that's done. Right, before so. the new one's open, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, DOT going to inspect the bridge sometime later today. Obviously, the Lansing Bridge between 35 and Lansing 
Iowa is closed and it's going to stay that way for a while. Uh, maybe now for the entire year. I mean, if they're if they were planning on working on that, you know, starting in the relative near future, they may just say, "F it, we'll just close it down and start now." And uh, just keep it closed for the time being. But uh, crazy yesterday hearing the stories from people being. Yeah, we'll on the know bridge. more once inspectors get a good look at it and see what their plan is. But three way with Shaw in the newsroom. What else is going on? Well, Western Wisconsin may get one more shot at 60 degree weather in February again yeah, today boy. before another blast of winter arrives later in the week. Oh. The Weather Service is predicting a high of 66 in La Crosse for today, a high of 64 expected in Eau Claire. Uh, the 66 would beat the previous high so far this month of 63. That happened on Thursday. La Crosse has had just three days of temperatures at or below average so far in February. The high could reach 60 again tomorrow, but then Snow is possible late Tuesday night into Wednesday with cold northwest winds blowing into the area. Wednesday's highs expected only around 26, but 50-degree weather is likely again by Friday. President Joe Biden will convene the top four congressional leaders at the White House tomorrow to discuss the emergency aid package for Ukraine and Israel, as well as avoiding a government shutdown next month. The top four leaders include House Speaker Mike Johnson, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, House Democratic Leader Hakeem Jeffries, and Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell. The House is facing lots of pressure to face a $95 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and other national security priorities. For the third time in five years, senators will be sworn in as jurors for an impeachment trial, but the chamber is expected to spend far less time on the impending trial of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas than for former President Donald Trump's two trials, or maybe even no time at all. The House impeached Mayorkas February 13th over the Biden administration's handling of the U.S.-Mexico border, but Senate leaders have shown little interest in spending much time on it. Two-thirds of the Senate would be needed to convict Mayorkas, and no Democrats have signaled openness to voting to remove him from office. The city of La Crosse is preparing to ask for ideas on how to reuse the site of the old South Branch Library on 16th Street. A request for proposals will be debated this week at a meeting of the city's Community Development Commission. The first deadline for proposals to be received by City Hall will be March 20th. The Southside Library building is over 70 years old and was shut down late last year as part of a budget-cutting plan for the city library. What if we put a library in there? (laughs) Well, we tried that. To service the community on the south side of town, Shaw. Novel idea. You know, books, mm-hmm. internet, place Li- for kids to go and things. read, oh, learn, get sure. resources for school, things like that. Mm-hmm. No? Is that too much to ask? <laughs> well, well, according to City Hall, it is. Okay. But we can uh, we can afford to, to clean the sidewalks on the south side of town at, like, noon on Friday, right? Just a street sweeper mm-hmm. and a guy with a power brush on the side of the road. We can afford that? Sure. Okay. But not the library. Gotcha. Well, that's a real bummer. See where our priorities lie. Mm-hmm. The this, this, uh, sidewalks are nice and clean now on the south side down down there by, uh, you know, the Walmart and the Wendy's and all that. We got that new bike lane on 2nd Street, oh, too. Oh, man. That's... I saw four bike, bikes on it this morning, Sean. Oh, I bet. It's a massive s- amount of bicycles. Th- I mean, just loaded with Do bicycles. Have to get a traffic down cop out yeah, there with all that. Really, yeah, or more lights, you know, because yeah. that's what we need is 14 more lights at an intersection. Special bike lights that cost $30,000 to make, by the way, if you Google that. And that's just my guesstimate based on the internet research that I did. Did you ride your bike, to, your motorcycle today? I did. Yeah. I don't need a special lane for that either. <laughs> Man, 60, mid-60s I'm not a special today. little buttercup that needs a friggin' lane. Two lanes in the middle of the road that only cars drive down. See more cars driving down it than bicycles, Shaw. That is true. Some people get a little confused <laughs> on that stretch of road. 
Oh, but I'm going in hard on the city, by the way, later on this morning. Oh, I got this more. This is just a tip oh, of the iceberg. I'm, yep, I'm loaded with it today, Shaw. So I'm full of piss and vinegar, as my mother would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a I had a good weekend. I mean, I guess relatively good. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We went to several uh, celebrations of life. So that part is not good, Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, sad and, and, and sure. depressing and all that. But, yeah, I found out uh, something very interesting about the city, and I can't say that I'm surprised. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to, to unleash the fury a bit later on. Also grilled out some steaks last night. Mm. Good weather for that. Did some blue cheese on top. Mm. Still thinking about it going to grill out again tonight and tomorrow night yeah that's in the forecast isn't it i mean when you're talking about mid 60s it's take advantage yes oh totally as i was telling gene earlier uh it looks like we might get into the 70s this weekend did you see Uh, that 68 on sunday i see 67 on sunday and 72 on sunday (laughs) that's what i got in my forecast man it's crazy told you gene you have to open that pool (laughs) you still got that pool I do. Yeah, hell yeah. Open it up. Let's go. Well, no. How was your weekend, Shaw? What'd you do? Uh, we didn't do a whole lot. Did some stuff around the house, you know, ran some errands, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Watched some basketball games. Um, got a nice walk in on the Marsh Trail yesterday. Took advantage of the nice weather. Yeah. Gene? I did a Wisconsin fish fry on Friday night. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then we watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, and? Two days, three days. I was it no. All? We we watched it all on One Friday. Sitting? Yes, wow. and I and I when we went into it, I said I might fall asleep and we might have to split this into two <laughs> nights, but I didn't. It the it, I thumbs up for me. I mean, it is you know it's it's meaty. Well, and it's kind of brutal, right? I mean, it, it, you understand the story of it. You you can't believe that that all happened, but the acting by Leonardo DiCaprio is acting. Well, all of, I mean, the whole cat. I mean, it's. And awesome. everybody's in it, right? Like, Brandon Frazier's in it. John Lithgow's in it. Uh, uh, Sturgill Simpson, right? The country mm-hmm, music. Jason mm-hmm. Isbell has a part of it. I mean, like, it's just, it's full of Jack White's in it. I, like, people I didn't even realize were, yeah, I, I really, it's very good. All right. And then, like I said, went on a three-mile hike up on the bluffs yesterday nice. with the dogs. That was great. Rock Mornings. On air. <laughs> online. On the app. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. That is Stone Temple Pilots with Wicked Garden. Bucks coming out hot in the second half of the season. Good. Needed to. Beat the T-Wolves on Friday night, 112-107. Of course, Timberwolves, one of the best teams in the league. And then they beat the 76ers yesterday, 119-98. Doc Rivers' former team. Bucks are off tonight. They're at home against Charlotte tomorrow night at 7 p.m. So good start to the second half, sort of the half, uh, of the season for the Bucks after struggling mightily after Doc Rivers took over as head coach uh, just before the All-Star break. It's like maybe that time off is exactly what they needed. Uh-huh. Miami Heat forward Jimmy Butler is now among five players that have been suspended without pay for their roles in Friday night's on-court altercation with the New Orleans Pelicans. We almost had another malice at the palace here. What? Okay. These dudes are throwing haymakers. Where are they? Jimmy Butler and Pelicans forward Najee Marshall were each suspended one game for, quote, instigating and engaging in an on-court altercation. NBA made the announcement yesterday. Pelicans guard Jose Alvarado along with Heat Center Thomas Bryant, suspended for three games each 
for leaving the bench area during the on-court altercation and fighting. And then Miami, uh, excuse me, Miami forward Nikola Jovic, Jovic, Jokic, uh, not Nikola Jokic, a different guy, uh, suspended one game for leaving the bench as well. So five players getting suspensions without pay, and uh, yeah, kind of an ugly dust up there. Oof. Badgers are at Indiana tomorrow night at 6 p.m. on Peacock after a week off. Badgers get back at it with only four games left in the regular season. And I think it's the third closest final in NASCAR history. You got you to gotta see the pictures. Have you, did you, you uh-huh. probably didn't watch no, it. No, no, I didn't. Wife and I watched the race yesterday at Atlanta, and boy, oh, boy, that last lap. You knew Kyle Busch was going to make a move. Got in between Ryan Blaney and Daniel Suarez, and the three of them pretty much crossed the line at the exact same time. Kyle Busch, you could tell, was just a little bit behind him. Okay. But Daniel Suarez and Ryan Blaney were essentially right at the finish line at the same exact time. Daniel Suarez ended up getting the victory yesterday in Atlanta, but it was crazy. Huh. Wild finish. Caitlin Clark had herself a nice little weekend, messed around, got a triple-double yesterday. They, of course, had a tough loss on Thursday at Indiana. Now the number four Hawkeyes bounce back with a 101-85 win over Illinois last night or yesterday afternoon. Uh, Caitlin Clark had 24 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists. That is her fifth triple-double this season, 16th of her career. She now has 3,617 points, only needs 33 to pass Kansas's Lynette Woodard for the women's major college record. Woodard played for... Uh, uh, Where the hell did she play? Uh, Woodard uh, played in the pre-NCAA era from 77 to 1981, had 3,649 points, and is the AIAW major college record holder. Pearl Moore, who played at Francis Marion from 75 to 79, is the AIWA small school overall record holder at 3,884. Caitlin Clark also 51 points away from passing LSU's Pete Maravich. The NCAA Division I men's and women's record holder at 3,667. So, Caitlin Clark still hunting down records uh, in her in her season here. She may maybe her last season at Iowa. She probably will declare for the uh, WNBA draft after the season's over. And Richard Sherman, former NFL star Richard Sherman, oh, arrested I saw that. early Saturday on suspicion of driving under the influence. Probable cause statement, Trooper Jordan Hazard Thomas helped respond to the traffic stop. Reported talking to Sherman, noticing the odor of intoxicants and that Sherman's eyes appear to be bloodshot and watery. I think he said something like a couple of margaritas. Yeah. Got himself arrested. Suspicion of DUI. Uh, Last night, uh, my son Henry was up in Minnesota watching the Professional Women's Hockey League. Yeah. And they ended up losing, but he said it was super cool to Boston last night, by the way. But at over 10,000 people, apparently the girls' state hockey tournament in Minnesota was this weekend. And so all those families stayed to give their girls a chance to see the professional league. So it was a packed house and apparently super exciting and really cool to be at. Unfortunately, a loss for Minnesota, but, um, you know, definitely something to take in. If you're up in that area and you can and find a game, he said it was, a, it, you know, exciting, a lot of energy. Got some mammoth in a couple of minutes and some disturbed as well. If you need something, again, reach out to us, rockmornings.com. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Shaw. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. That is mammoth. I'm all right. Now, if you don't want to be outside today because the weather's too damn nice, 
You can certainly sit inside and watch television. The 25th season premiere of The Voice is on NBC tonight, Shaw. 25 seasons of this thing. Unbelievable. Chance the Rapper, Reba McIntyre, John Legend, and Dan and Shay are the coaches this season for The Voice. Season 2 finale of America's Most Wanted, the reboot of that on Fox tonight. Also, following that, in case you didn't get enough Taylor Swift during the regular season, TMZ investigates Taylor and Travis, the ultimate love story. Apparently, she spent over a half a million dollars to uh, redo his wardrobe, Shaw. <laughs> he has a lot of jerseys. In case you were wondering. Uh, the series premiere of Deal or No Deal Island on NBC. Also, The Bachelor, NCIS, and NCIS Hawaii on tonight. Late night shows are back after a week off last week. Fallon's got Zendaya, Austin Butler, Mark Ronson, Chance the Rapper, and the Kings of Leon. He's got a lot of guests. How you got enough time to fill all those people know. in there? Uh, David Spade is going to be on with Jimmy Kimmel, Timothy Chalamet from the new Dune movie. Uh, it's going to be on with Stephen Colbert, Amy Poehler, and Fred Armisen going to be on with Seth Meyers tonight. So that's what's uh, on the boob tube. Again, in case you want to stay inside rather than enjoy the outdoors. I might have a beer in the backyard today. Bet you wouldn't be long. 64 here in La Crosse. What are we looking at in Eau Claire? It's going to be about the same. Same. Yeah. Same. Damn. And sunny too, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of sun. Like that. Breezy too. Uh, 28 mile an hour wind gusts possible, but... About 62. There is that fire alert. Did you guys see that? Yeah. In February, we've got a fire alert. Oh, for... Uh, like the Smokey the Bear, Smokey the Bear. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, President Vladimir Zelensky says 31,000 Ukrainian soldiers have been killed in action in the two years since Russia launched its full-scale invasion. Zelensky said the number was far lower than estimates given by Russian President Vladimir Putin. The Ukrainian leader said he would not disclose the number of troops that were wounded or missing, but said that tens of thousands of civilians have also been killed in occupied areas of Ukraine. It's the first time that... Kiev has confirmed the number of its losses since the start of Russia's full-scale war against Ukraine on February 24th of 2022. A former FBI informant charged with fabricating a multi-million dollar bribery scheme involving President Joe Biden's family is set to appear in a California federal courtroom as a judge considers whether he must remain behind bars while he awaits trial. The special counsel is pressing the judge to keep Alexander Smirnov in jail, arguing the man who claims to have ties to Russian intelligence is likely to flee the country. A different judge last week released Smirnov from jail on GPS monitoring. Smirnov is charged with falsely telling the FBI that executives from the Ukraine energy company Burisma had paid President Biden and his son Hunter Biden $5 million each. That claim became central to the Republican impeachment inquiry of President Biden in Congress. City leaders in La Crosse are inviting potential developers to take a tour of a vacant library building. This week, a city development committee may vote to seek proposals for use of the South Branch Library now that the building has been listed as surplus property by City Hall. A notice from the city says developers may ask for an appointment to inspect the 16th Street building, which was closed last year. In January, neighborhood of a neighborhood residents suggested using that building for housing or business developments. A busy interstate rest stop near Sparta is about to get much bigger. State and federal highway officials gathered at the westbound I-90 wayside just west of Sparta on Friday to celebrate a grant of $8 million to rebuild and expand the rest area. Shalene Bott, head of the Federal Highway Administration, attended that ceremony and promoted investment in major highways. You have to continue to invest, uh, and for too long we've had stories about our bridges, you know, being in, you know, really bad condition and our roads falling apart and our infrastructure getting a D plus 
grade. And so that's what the bipartisan infrastructure law means for me, that America is going to have the infrastructure to compete and win the 21st century. The wayside along I-90 near Rockland has only 16 parking spaces now, but the improvement project will increase that number to 70. That rest area, by the way, is considered the oldest interstate truck stop in Wisconsin. Mm. Really? Yeah, didn't know that. I didn't know that. Three-way with Shaw in the newsroom. Got our Monday morning throwback coming up later on. Also going to talk a little bit about laundry. As I mentioned, I wanted to go in hard on the city here. This is just another example of (laughs) screwing over people for no reason at all. Apparently this has been, I I don't know for a fact, but uh, apparently this law, if you want to call it a law, has been on the books since 2016, so it's not brand new. But it is funny that they chose to enforce it now in 2024, eight years later. And I have friends, many friends, who own businesses in downtown La Crosse. I'm not going to name anybody in particular, but I've had several of them reach out to me about this whole thing uh, after I found out about it this weekend, Shaw. So you know how I feel about permits. (laughs) Especially when it's a permit for something that's in my backyard that you can kiss my ass about, right? Like a fire pit permit. Yeah. The city can lick my taint when it comes to the $20 that they supposedly want for a permit. Now, if you want to pay it, go for it. I don't care. You get enough of my tax money already. All right? I don't need a permit to have a fire pit in my backyard. City Hall says you do. Well, that's good for them. Mm -hmm. They can kiss my ass. So is this another permit? Oh, yeah. This is a good one, too. Check this out. I found this out this weekend. And again... Reiterating the fact that apparently this has been on the books since 2016. It's now 2024. So for eight years, Shaw, and I have friends that own these businesses and have owned them for those entire eight years. And they're just finding out now the city must have, they either solved all our problems, right? They fixed all the streets. They've gotten rid of homelessness. We have no crime in the city whatsoever, Shaw. It's a complete utopia, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. Here in La Crosse. Because they now have time to go around and hand out tickets to business owners who have sandwich boards that are unregistered. Unregistered sandwich boards? Yeah, you know, the little sign that a business puts out, like like most businesses do. the soup of the day. Right. And they're usually very small, right? They're not a big, giant, huge sign with a lot of lights or wires or or knives or guns sticking out of them. They're just a little sandwich board, a little piece of wood with some chalk on it. Come on in, we're open. Yeah, soup of the day, right? Maybe a funny little joke. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little... Something to entice people coming downtown to patronize these businesses. And apparently the city, because it didn't make any friggin' money in the alternate side parking this year, now has to go out and hammer these businesses for another $35 a, a year for a permit. They want to pay $35 to put a sandwich board and on you the can, sidewalk? And I get it. You can say, oh, well, they're rich. They make a ton. And no, they don't. No, they, if you know anybody that owns a business in downtown, they're not making hand over fist. And 35 bucks may be just a drop in the well, but come on, man. They're going out, and they're not even calling you. You know what they're doing? They're doing the passive-aggressive thing. They're putting the ticket on the sign so that when you go out there at the end of business, you bring in your sign, you're like, what the hell's this? And then all of a sudden, you got to find out after you've owned your business for X amount of years, oh, apparently I'm, I'm now missing out on another $35 permit. Yeah. They've, they again, they've solved all the crime in La Crosse. It's a rampant problem, these signs. Yeah. Big, 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 huge problem, Shaw. You know, I, I've had so many problems with these signs. I've written letters. I mean, every right. time I see one, They're I just hazard, you know. trip over it. I go into a rage. 
So no letters went out to them in advance saying on this date. The people that I talked to did not get any sort of warning. They just got a ticket. A little, and it wasn't a ticket like a fine ticket. It was like a, you know, like a warning kind of thing, right? And so the city, again, must have lost its ass on alternate side parking this year because of the lack of snow. And so now they're like, how can we get more money from people? I know. We'll go out and we'll tell them that you got to have a $35 permit, a, a law that's been on the books for eight years, but we never cared to enforce it till now. Bunch of scum. And I guess there's requirements for this, too. You have to submit drawings to get them oh, I'm approved. I'm sure, yeah. To get the same. What, what, and I get it, right? If you want to put some kind of gaudy, crazy sign out in front of your business, yeah, I get it, okay? I mean, that's common sense. But if you're putting a little two-foot sandwich board with some chalk on it, and you're drawing pictures of fish tacos, <laughs> like, and you got to pay 35 bucks for that every year, come on, man. Give me a friggin' break. Meanwhile, people are driving down 3rd Street, and it looks like it's bombed out like Warzone style. I mean, come on, dude. Disgusting. Not to mention you have to prove that you have, like, a ton of insurance for liability. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure. That Just in case somebody trips over your little sign, Shaw. Hurts themselves. <laughs> Unbelievable. It boggled my mind this week, and I felt so bad. A lot of these businesses are struggling. I mean, not that 35 bucks is going to make or break them, but, you know, they've got a lot of challenges right now. Again, and that's what I I understand. To you and I, we could say 35 bucks a year out, whatever, you know. But it's also, first of all, it's a principle of it. Second of all, it's the fact that it's been on the books for eight years, and now you're deciding to go downtown and enforce this. Why? And as you mentioned, Shaw, a lot of these businesses are struggling. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, you know, look, this isn't the Clinton years, all right? It's not great right now, economy-wise. Struggling. Well, having a hard time paying their bills and finding people to work for them. And you're going to come down and hammer them for another 35 bucks? Got to have a heads up. Can't just enforce something that all of a sudden is it. Got to have a, hey, this year, this is going to be a thing. And this is how it's going to go down. And here's what you got to do with your renderings of the drawings and all of that. Got to explain <laughs> I don't know that. what my sign's going to look like. Got to explain that in yeah. advance. Got to. It's just a little sandwich board. What do you need drawings for? How about a picture? I'll just take a picture and send you the picture. Yeah. Ridiculous, And, uh, and uh, again, several people who own businesses in the downtown area were telling me about this this weekend. So crazy. Hey, thanks for being a part of the community and trying to, you know, do the impressive stuff. And we'll get more people down here and get them off the boats and all this other crap and have them come down and check out businesses and really, you know, and revitalize and spend all this money here. Oh, by the way, I'm going to need that 35 bucks for that sign. Is that the same in Eau Claire, do you think? I'm assuming they have similar laws on the books for all sorts of stupid stuff. I mean, it is a city in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the rules are in, in, in Eau Claire. I mean, if anybody's no. up there and wants to tell me in regards to the sandwich board rules, I just, it, you know, again, you open a business and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be good. And we're hoping people come in and we're just trying to pay our bills and times are tough. And then all of a sudden the city comes along and is like, hey, by the way. On top of all the other crap you got to pay for, you know what I mean? And all the other crap you got to deal with for being a, uh, you know, a business in downtown, right? Going to need that 35 bucks. Let's see if we can find out. Streets and sidewalks, maybe? I'm looking. Mm. You have people vomiting all over the place in the sidewalks. But let's make sure we get that $35 permit fee. Does the city use that 35 bucks to come down and clean the vomit up? From in front of the businesses? Because I've seen a lot of vomit down there before. No? Is that not their job? Rock 
mornings, only on 95.7 The Rock. Disturbed with open your eyes, Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. I got a text from a buddy of mine who owns a business. Says I might turn in a drawing and include the light post snowflakes the city took down in front of my place and ended up smashed in the alleyway, away, alleyway a week after. Four what? guys picking them up forgot to put them in the truck. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Dan texted in, said, great job hammering those D-bags, Brian. Dean said, time for another tea party. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't want to waste good tea. Thank you very much for the correspondence, though. Yep. We're living in a utopia, Gene, in case you were wondering. Everything is sunshine so. and I thought so. unicorns. Because now we can focus on the the real problem. I don't know if it if it's park or part of the city or actually if it's a separate The real issue is these businesses that don't pay their permit fees for their sandwich boards. I'm glad we're getting down to the nitty gritty. The real criminals in this area making sure they pay. Yesterday when we were on top of the ridge and like I said, I don't know if it's city and park or if it's uh, the trail system and it's separate but there was Fresh porta potties up there, and oh. we've hiked that trail many times. And not, uh, w- there, w- that wasn't isn't the case. that the ORA or what? Or, it, I, it, yeah, I think it might be because I know they do fundraisers for that stuff to keep I mean, you know maintain the trails and all that stuff. So that was really really nice. <laughs> I was like, whoa! And it, and now already with this unexpected warmth that we're getting, and and people out and about everywhere. Well, and you don't want people pooping and peeing in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's nice. Yeah. We've got uh, Metallica on the way. Monday morning throwback as well. Try to flip the script here, give you some good news. Instead of just doom and gloom. Sorry. I was very upset about that this weekend. Going to enjoy the weather today, though. Is, to, is tonight the full moon or is it tomorrow? Because it's basically full right now. Yeah. Uh, I can see it out the window here, but I don't think it's full, full till tomorrow or maybe Wednesday. But that seven-day forecast, I mean, other than Wednesday... For everyone, I mean... Nosedive. Yeah, but otherwise, crazy. We'll get back to it with Metallica in just a bit. Rock Mornings, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. That is Metallica with Enter Sandman. Allison texted in, said the uh, full moon was on Saturday, apparently the 24th. You see it over there? Yeah, I do. Well, just, it's been, yeah, big and bright for a week now, and... Look at the sunshine. Look at the blue sky. Right. And it looks right. like throughout the state, we're way, 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 way above average for high temperatures. Fingers crossed this guy's dog is found. It's a pretty incredible story. Trail Cam, Colorado. Spotted a dog that was lost in an avalanche 11 months ago. This dog has been living in the wild for 11 months. Owner almost died in the avalanche. Oh, my gosh. Never lost hope. His dog made it out. Now he's hoping to track the dog down and bring him home. People have donated over 40 grand to a GoFundMe account to help make this happen. It's crazy. They noticed dog tracks exiting the avalanche debris and all the way out the drainage. Yeah, and he's got a little bit of wolf in him as well. So he's very adapt to being out in these conditions and, and that he's definitely still alive. And he's just probably looking for me and... We're looking for him. I just want him back. That dog is literally everything to me. I'm not going to stop looking for him until we find him. 
I might mispronounce the dog's name because it's spelled irregularly. Oh, I'm sure it's it's U L L R. So Euler or Uller. Uh, trail cams have found the dog that was separated from his owner, Jacob Dalby, following an avalanche in Colorado back in March of last year, 2023. Eleven months after a Chair Mountain snowslide separated the Border Collie Rottweiler mix and the owner, Jacob Dalby, cameras that were set up by a canine tracking team spotted him alive, according to a GoFundMe uh, update from this past week. Jacob said, quote, after 341 days, 11 months to the day of setting up trail cameras and food and moving them around in hopes of luring Uller into one Ugh. to finally get confirmation of what I've known all along. It He's has alive. happened. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Yep. Appeared to be in good health despite living in the wild for nearly a year. And the photos from the trail, it's it's got to be, you know what I mean? Like dri- driving you nuts. Like, there he is. <laughs> He's right there, like over here. Stay there, stay there, stay there. He wrote on GoFundMe uh, for his dog. There are plans in place to make this a reality and bring my unbelievably strong boy to safety. Adding that the team he hired to find his dog is closer to reuniting and returning Uller now that they can estimate the canine's location. And you got to assume if they're putting out the trail cams with the food, the dog's going to find the food source and is probably going to stay maybe in that same area. Yeah, but he's gone through just, I mean, think about that. The spring, the summer, the fall, another winter. I mean, this guy's... Well, in the wild of Colorado where there's avalanche, you know. Uh, A friend of the guy who owns the dog, her name is Deb, set up the GoFundMe page shortly after the avalanche to help the pet parent cover the costs required to locate the dog, setting up the trail cams and monitoring and all that other stuff. Uh, It's unbelievable, this dog. Here we are a year later. And uh, again, the dog's name is Euler, U-L-L-R. So if you Google that, the story should pop right up and you can find out more about the GoFundMe. But yeah, they've surpassed the $35,000 goal uh, to help find this dog and, and hopefully... You know, now that they've seen him on the trail cams, they can narrow their search maybe with specific food on certain places, and they can know where in the woods to be looking. Hopefully, it's not traveling or, hundreds of miles. Right? Or it's maybe staying, if he sets up like a regular rotation, they can time it, mm-hmm. and then they can set up camp and be there, and, and hopefully rescue this dog. But yeah, a year later, out there oh. in the Colorado wild, <laughs> you put a little pep in your step on a Monday morning when you. See a picture of your dog on the trail cam that you lost a year ago in an avalanche? Bad Wolves coming up. Also, some Scott Robert Shaw. Stick around. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Shaw. AT&T introduces their new landline telephones. The sound is clear as a bell. No cell service or internet connection needed. Just plug it in and go. You can turn the ringer down, but you can't turn it off. Rotary dial or push button. Comes in a variety of colors and styles, like desktop black or the princess model. It even lets your friends know you're already on the line with someone else. So convenient. Order yours with an extra long cord so your teens can sit in a closet down the hall to talk privately with their friends. Plus, it helps you get exercise when you walk to it every time it rings. And hard to believe, many residences are already wired. Millennials agree. Who needs faulty technology when you got the landline? New, kind of, from (laughs) AT&T. I saw a good meme today. You've probably seen the pictures of, like, the cabin in the woods by the river, and it's well lit. It's beautiful. Okay. And it says something along the lines, would you give up your internet for a year to live in this cabin rent-free for... And everybody... Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. 
A phone outage the other day proved that was completely wrong. Because <laughs> just hours. People lost their goddamn mind about their phone not working. And I get it, right? It's important. It's in, you know, it's a big piece of what we do. Yes. But you can't be doing both of those things. You can't be saying, hell yeah, I'd give up, throw my oh. phone right in the ocean and I go live in that cabin and life would be great. One minute without phone service and you people lost your minds. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do? The world's coming to an end. But they're getting $5 now. Yeah. AT&T is going to spiff you five bucks. Did you see that, Sean? I did. Yeah. And I don't even, you don't even get it. It's like a it's credit a on your bill, right? Mm, probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, Which, how they, that's how they will go about it. Right. Gee, thanks. So it wasn't a hack, though. It sounds like it was an no, internal yeah, error. Right. That's what they're saying. As Somebody oppo- stepped on the wrong button. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the hack that happened to the pharmaceutical industry. Did you see all that? Right. All I know is that uh, when COVID was coming around, I told you this is what I was afraid of with the phones and the Internet. It wasn't so much the COVID, right? When the first cat came to the country, Shaw, I was like, imagine the COVID thing. But then you add in some like brownouts mm-hmm. or maybe cell phone service goes down or your Internet stops working. We're very dependent on our technology. People are going to lose their minds. Thankfully, none of that really happened when the COVID thing was going down. But I we I remember having dinner with a friend of ours and saying that I was like, yeah, this COVID thing's scary. But imagine that without cell phone service, people mm-hmm. freak out. Well, the cyber hack to pharmaceuticals is a little bit troublesome, right? Because those are in between doctors and the pharmacy on getting their patients uh, what they need. And they were, that wasn't, pharmacies weren't able to keep up because the the whole, I had a refill for someone in my family on Friday and they were like, we'll fax it to them. I'm like, that works still? You can do that? Like, you can fax it over? And then how long is it going to take to process? It was backed up days. And- mm. Faxes. <laughs> landlines. Can't believe. Well, landlines, I believe, are still the, the fax machine, though. It's like, what an archaic piece of machinery. Well, that's what the doctor was like. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying Man. this. But that was the best way to get it from point A to point B on that pigeons? day. Pigeons? Going back to pigeons? What are we doing next? <laughs> How far back are we going? Like, Smoke signals? Yeah. Can't read it. Boy, oh, boy. Three-way with Shaw in the newsroom. What else is going on? Well, record high temperatures are possible in our area, both today and tomorrow. The current record for today in La Crosse is 61. That was set in 1976. Well, we could get to 66 today, which would be a new record. Today could also be La Crosse's warmest February day ever. The highest temp ever recorded in La Crosse in February was 65 degrees. That was set in 2017. Tomorrow's current record high is 62. That was set in 2016. We could see a high of 61 tomorrow. The search continues for a missing Wisconsin toddler, while the boy's mother and another person are in custody facing possible child neglect charges. Police in Two Rivers say the mother of Elijah View, Katrina Bauer, along with Jesse Vang, were both arrested. But so far, Elijah, who has been missing since last Tuesday morning, has not been found. People in Two Rivers are being asked to search their properties for signs of the missing three-year-old. Is that where you go, Two Rivers? Isn't that up by where you go? No. Yeah, well, we go when to Iron visit, River and okay, Hayward. Okay. It, it may be. I'm not, I'm not familiar with where that is, to be okay. honest with you. So it may be up there. I don't know. Uh, a Mississippi River bridge south of La Crosse has been closed temporarily because of a safety concern. The Black Hawk Bridge connects Lansing, Iowa to Highway 35 in Wisconsin, just outside DeSoto. State engineers from Iowa say the Highway 82 bridge appeared to move slightly over the weekend. People who use that bridge to cross the river will have to go about 30 miles to another bridge, either north at La Crosse in La Crescent or south at Prairie du Chien and Marquette. 
An active duty member of the U.S. Air Force was critically injured after setting himself ablaze outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C., while declaring that he will no longer be complicit in genocide. The person uh, who reported this said the man walked up to the embassy and began live streaming on the video streaming platform Twitch. Police believe the man started the live stream, set his phone down, and then doused himself with an accelerant and ignited the flames. Israel has denied the genocide allegations and says it is carrying out its operations in accordance with international law in the Israel-Hamas war. It's one way to prove a point, I guess. Three-way here on Your Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom. We'll talk to you again in a bit. Got our Monday morning throwback coming up as well. Going to get to uh, sports in a couple of minutes. I think everybody in the state might hit high record temperatures. Oh. Eau Claire's record for February, by the way, it was, was 72 in, on Sunday. Was in 2000, and that was 63. Before that, it was 61. Today's expected high is 62. So you're right, right, right mm-hmm. about ready, ready to make record temperatures. Well, and with it being as sunny as it's going to be, it's probably you know likely going to break that that record. Rock mornings on 95.7 The Rock. Green Day Boulevard of Broken Dreams on your rock mornings with Brian and Gene. We've got the Bucks now winning two in a row after the All-Star break. They beat the T-Wolves on Friday, 112-107. They beat the 76ers yesterday, 119-98. And they're off tonight. Look to continue their hot start to the second half of the season against Charlotte tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Badgers will be at Indiana tomorrow night at 6 p.m. on Peacock. Only four games left in the regular season for the Badgers as they get ready for tournament time. Daniel Suarez edging Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch in a three-way blur at the line to a uh, to win the crash-filled NASCAR Cup Series race yesterday at Atlanta. Bunch of crashes. Yeah. Exciting? Finale? Uh, yeah, I mean, the crashes delay the race. You know, when you start watching the race and it's, you know, 12.30, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you start watching the pre-race coverage, and then all of a sudden it's like 6 o'clock, and you're like, come on, dudes. Come on, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> It just gets a little bit long. Sure. It was, it was, it was uh, I don't know, it was okay. I mean, uh, there was a ton of lead changes. I think they set the record for the most lead changes at a speed at a race at Atlanta. But the the finish was obviously the, the best. Yeah. And he knew Kyle was going to make a move, and he's he's waiting and waiting and waiting. And then he made his move, and he just came up. If he had had a little bit of help, and you know, from behind, he he probably would have won the race. But yeah. Wake Forest, 83-79 upset over number eight Duke on Saturday afternoon. Not the real story. The real story is the court storming that injured one of the uh, Blue Devils players. And uh, again, calling into question this whole court storming, storming the field, mm-hmm. the vans mm-hmm. on the field, all mm-hmm. that's, you know, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. You get all those people running out onto the court or onto the field. Other players from the opposing team still out there. It'd be dangerous. Caitlin Clark just happened to her. Yeah, and so someone got run over? Or? Yeah. Uh, Duke Blue Devils center Kyle Filipowski uh, hit by a fan of the Demon Deacons when they were storming the court. Ended up spraining his ankle, leading the head coach of Duke to call for a ban on the celebrity uh, celebratory practice. Saying, quote, I absolutely feel like it was personal, intentional, for sure. There's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way off the court and can't just work their way around me. There's no excuse for that. So the player thinks it's intentional. 
You watch the video. I don't know. It's a bunch of crazy kids running out onto the court. Yeah, They're not, they don't uh, care what, what you're doing. It doesn't feel like it, it didn't was... look. It didn't look like, you know, I don't know if the guy was, like, trying to deliver an elbow shiver or anything like that. I mean, but, yeah, you, scary. You're out there on the court, and now all of a sudden hundreds, if not thousands, of people are running towards you, and they're fans of the other team. And you don't know what they've been doing in those stands. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They're going through you to get to where they got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cody Bellinger's long free agency finally came to a conclusion early on Sunday morning. The all-star outfielder reportedly agreeing to a three-year, $80 million contract with the Cubs. And the Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes, placing former uh, forward, excuse me, Adam Ruzicka on an unconditional waivers to terminate his contract after a questionable social media post. Uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> he posted a video on his Instagram story that showed his face before turning to a credit card and a white powder that appeared to be cocaine. What? Post has been deleted. Screen recordings of the video continue to circulate on social media. But, yeah, they've put him on unconditional waivers after uh, he was seen in a video on his Instagram story around some booger sugar. Don't turn the phone on, dude. What is going on? (laughs) What is up? Again, that's the benefit of growing up when we did. No cell phones. Nobody to record all that stupidity. Ugh. From Ashes to New coming up in just a bit. We'll see them at Rockfest this summer. Along with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Get in touch with us. Visit rockmornings.com. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Shaw. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Since 2008, Brian, Gene, and Shaw have been your wake-up specialists. Like old times, huh? Now it's time to take a look back. We're way back. It's the Monday morning throwback. Every Monday morning, throwback. 12 years ago. <laughs> it's crazy listening to this this morning. Monday morning throwback, taking a look back at some of the stuff we've done over the last umpteen years that we've been doing this show. This one is from 2012. I was trying to figure out in my head how many years we've been giving away all access. So all Uh access is a prize that we give away here uh, in lacrosse every February. And it basically is tickets for everything that we do throughout the rest of the year. And so we've done this for a number of years, and we've done it at several different places, and uh, we're actually giving it away this Thursday again. So I went back and looked, and this is our winner from 2012 when we were at Sloopy's. Yes. We were at Bucky's Burger Barn, I think, for one year. Before that. Before it burned down. Yeah. And now we've been at the Flipside Pub and Grill for several years. Yes. This is our winner from 2012. You know what's crazy is... (laughs) We, back then, we actually gave the winner of All Access Rockfest VIP tickets. Okay. Not just the GA tickets with a campsite. We gave sure, him VIP sure. tickets. But uh, his name was Mark, and he was very excited to win, even though he had no business being there, apparently. It's the Monday morning throwback from 2012. <laughs> so you went to Sloopy's on a Wednesday night when we were hanging out there. You signed up, and you qualified, right? Yep. I got dragged in there. I didn't even know this was going on. By a friend of yours. Was that the guy in the NASCAR shirt last the night? The Jeff Gordon no, jacket? Eileen. Uh, you know Eileen. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, so you and Eileen are in there, and you sign up, and then you qualify, and you're like, oh, well, that's kind of cool, sweet, right? Right. Right. And then all of a sudden, last night, you're hanging out, you're having a drink, and then all of a sudden, bam, you are now 
getting all access to everything we do. And right off the bat, we hand you a pair of monster truck tickets. You're like, oh, it starts already? Yeah. Yes, it starts already this weekend. You get to go to Monster Trucks over at the Lacrosse Center. Plus, in April, we'll give you a pair of tickets to go see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra at the Lacrosse Center. Or you can just give them to a buddy of yours if that's not your thing. May. May, you've got, uh, what do we got? we got the Zombie Megadeth and Bullbeat Show. Then in oh, July, absolutely. you're going to be going to v- Rockfest, VIP style. Rockfest in Canada. You ever been to Rockfest? Nope. Well, you went. <laughs> <laughs> I went to all the things. Yeah. 12 years ago. Our entire conversation with Mark is on our website if you want to check it out. The Monday Morning Throwback mm. from 2012. Wow. It's a hell of a prize, Shaw. Yeah, it is. Tickets and passes for everything we do for the rest of the year. Suddenly your social calendar is quite full. Well, and as Mark found out, it, it happened right away. Starts out monster trucks. Wait a then, minute. I get to go uh, to that? Monday Morning Throwback. Right around 740 every Monday morning. Uh, also, Shaw, I wanted to, to just quickly um, kind of throw back a little bit to last year. And now this is another event that we've done for longer than the station's been in existence. This is our, our biggest uh, event, charitable event, if you will. It's uh, Big Bikes for Little Tykes, Shaw. Mm-hmm. And we do this motorcycle ride every May. Even did it during the COVID year. We found a way to make it happen because it's important. And what we do every single year with Big Bikes for Little Tykes is we ride uh, usually 120, 125 miles through the Cooley region with the help of our great sponsors every single year and all of our wonderful listeners. We take a motorcycle ride through the area to raise money to sort of grant a wish Mm -hmm. for a family that has a child or children that are dealing with some severe medical issues. Uh, Sadly, over the years, um, we have lost a number of our our Big Bikes kids. who have succumbed to, you know, whatever medical issue they're dealing with, Shaw. And unfortunately, uh, recently, last year's big bike kid, uh, Emerson Small, passed away. And I was uh, lucky enough, I guess, or or blessed, if you want to call it, um, to be able to go and and, and say uh, a final goodbye to her yesterday um, out in Bangor at the high school. My wife and I, unfortunately, had another funeral that we had to go to yesterday as well. So we didn't get a chance to stay very long, but it looked like the community outpouring for Emerson was going to be mm-hmm. massive. Mm-hmm. And her they family. had to move it from the funeral home to the high school and be in the auditorium because there were so many people that were going to come because they were all touched by Emerson and her amazing life. Nine years old, and she was able to save three lives through organ donation. Wow. And rather than focus on her medical issues and her death, I want to focus on, on her hero status because... Yeah. I, in my mind, don't understand why people wouldn't donate their organs after their life has come to an end. I'm not well, trying to belittle anyone that makes that decision. But a lot of times it's not viable. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Not in the shape. And Emerson was a, a, a young girl, nine years old, and was able to make those gifts to other children, Shaw. She saved three lives. Um, and I believe it was Illinois, New York, and I think Minnesota where the residents are, the people live that were, were rescued by uh, her wonderful gift and her donation of her organs uh, after she passed away. She uh, unfortunately went into cardiac arrest and and uh, ended up in the hospital. And even though they were hoping and praying that it, she was going to come through, Shaw, it just didn't happen. But her hero status has been uh, stamped in concrete. Mm-hmm. She is forever a hero, and uh, our lives are, are just uh, impacted greatly by having known her and her wonderful family uh, obviously mom and dad and and her great sister 
Um, and I just uh, want to say thank you for uh, being a part of our lives. And uh, I'm I'm blessed to have known Emerson Small. Yeah, grandparents, aunts, uncles, a, a big family and all supportive and all, all at Big Bikes. And matching then, Mopar shirts. I'll yeah. never forget the matching <laughs> Mopar shirt. And she had a great, uh, someone actually custom made her a leather jacket with uh, her name and Johnny Cash on the back. And it was really super cool. And um, she'll she'll forever be remembered here uh, at the radio station. Our 2023 Big Bikes mm-hmm. kid, Emerson Small, passing away. Uh, and uh, donating the gift of life to, mm-hmm. to save three lives, Shaw. Three. Our condolences to her family. Oh, awful. It's a lot of tears yesterday. I bet. A lot of tears. I bet. Thank you, Shaw. We'll get back to you in just a bit uh, for some actual news next time. Also, going to talk about laundry a bit later on. Yeah. Wanted to make sure. I know you're excited about that. <laughs> your jam right I'm just i'm well versed that's all i'm saying you are the expert in I, the studio I'm, when it comes to laundry yeah. i will say that i'm well versed all right gonna be nice today 64 in record our area setting probably. might be record setting so uh if you can get out and enjoy it rock mornings on your rock station bad wolves rock mornings with brian and gene before that some lincoln park crawling how many loads of laundry did you do this weekend Probably six. You have four people living with you? Two girls? You and Mike? Yes. And you did six loads of laundry? Yes. As in the, the washer ran six times, the dryer ran six times? At least, probably, yes. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know if I can help you here. I think you just are obsessed with laundry. Oh, that's Would it. you like to do less? Yes. All right. Laundry experts say that you're washing your clothes too much. So dial it back. Things you should only wear once. Before washing. Go ahead. Okay. Underwear. Ding. Socks. Ding. There's more. Undershirts. Okay, I get like that. If you wear like, like, a, like a t-shirt underneath a business shirt. Tank top underneath a sweater or something. Anything with visible dirt on it. Of course. And anything that gets really sweaty like workout clothes. Okay. In general, the closer something is to your skin, the more often it needs to be cleaned. Otherwise, it can cause skin issues. Things that you can wear a few times. Jeans. Hoodies. Pants, sweaters, yeah. blouses, bras. And pajamas usually Uh don't need to be washed that much. Every three to four wears is fine. Things you can wear a bunch of times. Jeans. You mentioned it already, obviously. Experts say every 10 wears or more is okay for jeans. Unless you go commando like Martha Martha Stewart. I saw. Martha Stewart at 79. How old is she? She doesn't wear, she wears swimsuits so she can always be ready. It's like, man, I, who knows when a pool party's going to bust out and I need my swimsuit. What if you're going commando, life. then they say you should wash your jeans every single time you wear them. Other things you hardly ever need to wash, outerwear like coats and jackets, dress clothes you don't wear very often. Too yeah. many washes will obviously ruin the fabric, but yeah, some laundry advice help you cut down. What is what is six loads of laundry? Well, first for of four all, four people. Are you doing 
towels and blankets and dog stuff too, or what? Well, it was the weekend, so yes. But towels are a thing. They're I have teenage people living with me. Let me just say that. So there's what a lot happens of with the towel excess towel use, man. It's a new towel every single time. Oh God. I know. For real? Yes. Oh, fired. They're fired. I know. Moving Plus out. Plus that whole wearing things a bunch. No, the amount of money you'll happening. save when they leave the house is worth paying their rent. You know what I mean? Like, I'll pay your rent just so you can go there and figure out that you can't use eight towels every time you shower. Well, they don't. So you, take, you're, you're, use, you're, they're screwed. Take they're it up done. to their You room can't change that behavior. It's gone. You're, you're done for, man. You're done for. Those girls are bringing that with them. Man. Good luck, man. <laughs> You got to nip that in the bud. You got to get it. You don't. One towel for like a whole seven days. And then only if it smells, does it get washed. Right. Use it. Take it up to your room. Hang it on the thing. It's dry. Take it down the next time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying it. It's a broken record, man. Every time. New towel. And then How the, many? And then the pile of theirs stirs up in the room. Well, Because like, so my wife has like up. two or three that hang up outside of her shower. But she uses them for a few days. Yes. One is to wrap her hair in while she's drying off ones for the body. Yep. I don't know what the third one's for. I don't ask questions. I just see the two towels so I know what they're using. And then used. there's a third one. Yeah. But it's not every day that she's breaking out. And I don't either. What's her, what's... Have you tried? No. This is the first time I ever thought of a solution. What if you of just course. take away the towels? You don't give them options. Maybe if you didn't have as so many towels in the house, get rid of some. Throw them, throw them out so there's a limited supply of towels. And then say, hey, look, this is how we're living now. Mom and dad have made a, a, a decision for this family where <laughs> everyone gets two towels. And you have to make that last until mom does laundry. Mm-hmm. Do you not parent your children at all? What right. are they doing? That's Running wild what, over there. That's exactly how it Just is. Just telling you about mm-hmm. towel usage. Yeah, uh-huh. Man. My dad would beat my ass if I tried to use a new towel every time. <laughs> don't even get me started on the towels you can't touch. The ones that are in there, the decoratives. <laughs> don't use those. Oh, boy. Who used the seashell towel? Oh, was man. Me. My mom had a fit. I don't know. There wasn't those another towel. <laughs> I had to use one to dry those off my hands. Those are supposed to be clean at those all Those are for when guests come over. Nobody comes over. I live here. Don't use I them. know when people come over, and it's never... Even my friends don't come over. They're terrified of you. Man. Dial it back on the towels, maybe. You know what else you should do? Oh, I can't wait. Go ahead and inform me. Instead of using a dryer, do you use fabric softener in there as well? Make them nice and fluffy and soft and inviting? Uh, Sometimes. Well, I usually use a dryer sheet, but I also use vinegar sometime in the wash. Do you hang them up in the summer? Sometimes, see well, that that would that would. I, my wife can't stand when the, I dry towels out because the they get cr- crunchy. Well, not in the. They're just not soft anymore. Right. They're abrasive. Remember last year when we went without a dryer for like yeah. a month and everything hung on the line. Yeah. See. Yeah. So you got to train it was them. Something. It's like a it's like a that Pavlov dog thing. That you got was a little a, science experiment. It was not a fun time in my house. All right, well, just some tips for you. More of your rock mornings coming up in just a bit. Song Temple Pilots on your rock mornings with Brian and Gene. That, of course, creep. Tim Comerford. Timmy C, bring that bass in. 56 years young. 
bass player for Rage Against the Machine. Once famously climbed up the light rigging at the MTV Video Music Awards. Uh-huh. Remember that? Oh, now I do. Timmy C, bring that bass in. <laughs> yeah. I think recently somebody asked him about the band, you know, breaking up and not touring and all that. He said, don't ask me, man. I'm just the bass player. <laughs> just the drummer. I don't know that stuff. Timmy C, 56, Rage Against the Machine. Michael Bolton huh? is 71. The singer guy. As in Michael Bolton. As in not the guy from Office Space. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no talent ass clown became famous and started winning Grammys. <laughs> Why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael? No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> no talent ass clown. Michael Bolton, 71. The man in black, born on this day in 1932. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Died in 2003. I can't believe Johnny Cash has been dead for 21 years. Crazy. I hear the train that coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. Might be the only time in my life I've ever wanted to be in a prison. If I could time travel, go back and see that. I bet that was a hell of a show. I bet it was too. Johnny Cash, the man in black. Also born in this day way back in 1928, died in 2017, Fats Domino. I found my thrill on Fats Domino, born on this day in 1928. Jackie Gleason from the Honeymooners, born on this day in 1916. He died in 1987. He was also Sheriff Buford T. Justice in Smokey and the Bandit. And I got a big welcome waiting for you when I get you back home. You some bitch. I don't have time to say son of a bitch. No, I'm just going to go some bitch. Some bitch. <laughs> February 26th, 1981, 43 years ago today, Judas Priest releasing their seventh album, Point of Entry, featuring Heading Out on the Highway. And it was all right. Not their best mm. album, but it was okay. 1993, 31 years ago today. Michael Douglas in the movie Falling Down. Oh, a man who's just, just had, had it and says, enough is enough. See, this is what I'm talking about. Turn around, look at that. You see what I mean? It's, it's plump, it's juicy, it's three inches thick. Now, look at this sorry, miserable, squashed thing. Can anybody tell me what's wrong with this picture? Just once what he ordered. Yeah. He lost it. Falling down. Good movie. 25 years ago today, 1999, 8 millimeter in theaters, Nicolas Cage. Old snuff films. Mm. No? Okay. 2010, 14 years ago, Bruce Willis, Tracy Morgan, the movie Cop Out in theaters. No. 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 Hell no. 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 I refuse. No. No. (laughs) Uh, I thought that movie was funny. I don't care what anybody says. A lot of people hated that movie. I thought it was funny. I like Tracy Morgan. Cop out in theaters on this day in 2010. And uh, just seven years ago today, 2017, Wapner died at the age of 97. Man. If you grew up in the 80s, 
and you were homesick from school. You watched some Wapner. There was Price is Right, and there was Wapner. That was it. Maybe a bowl of chicken noodle soup and some crackers, maybe yeah, some ginger ale. Yeah, a little nap. And then there was Price is Right at 11, I think, and then Wapner came on at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Doug Llewellyn out in the hallway <laughs> talking to people. How do you feel about the judgment today? Wapner. They are making legal history in there, Ray. They are. Legal history. There you go. Some birthdays and pop culture stuff. We'll get back to Shaw in the newsroom in just a couple minutes. Rock mornings. On air. Online. On the app. Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom for another three-way. What's happening, man? A warm front is sweeping spring-like weather across a large swath of the U.S. in what is usually one of the coldest months of the year. This rare warm-up is sending people out of their homes to enjoy the winter respite, but also bringing increased wildfire danger. The temperature yesterday in Omaha broke 65 degrees on a day when the average high temperature is around the freezing mark. Temperatures also got into the 60s in Denver, Chicago, and Des Moines. Kansas City saw temperatures in the mid-70s. The National Weather Service has issued red flag warnings and fire weather watches for nearly a dozen central U.S. states, including parts of Wisconsin. A Green Bay police officer fatally shot a person during an exchange of gunfire as officers responded to a reported disturbance involving two vehicles. The Green Bay police chief says officers were sent to the scene Friday afternoon of a disturbance involving two vehicles with a possible weapon involved. After officers located one of the vehicles, there was an exchange of gunfire between an officer and the person who was shot. That person died at a hospital on Friday night. Their identity has not yet been released. The Wisconsin Department of Justice is investigating the shooting. A Mississippi River bridge south of La Crosse has been closed temporarily because of a safety concern. The Blackhawk Bridge connects Lansing, Iowa to Highway 35 in Wisconsin, just outside of DeSoto. State engineer from Iowa say the Highway 82 bridge appeared to move slightly over the weekend. People who use that bridge to cross the river will have to go about 30 miles to another bridge, either north at La Crosse and La Crescent or south at Prairie du Chien and Marquette. A group of teenagers, believed to be from the Chicago area, broke into a luxury car dealership in Wisconsin and drove off with nine vehicles oh. worth more than a half million dollars. Wow. Yeah, dude. The heist happened at a Jaguar Land Rover dealership in Waukesha. Surveillance camera footage shows nine masked suspects making their way into the dealership before each drives off with a car. The nine vehicles are valued at more than $583,000. One suspect, a 17-year-old from Chicago, was arrested in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin after the stolen vehicle he was driving crashed on the interstate. The suspects are believed to be an organized crime group of teenagers from the Chicago area. Police are still searching for the other eight suspects. Six of the nine stolen vehicles have been recovered. The Super Bowl was more than two weeks ago, but today is the day that people can score some free wings. As part of a promotion, Buffalo Wild Wings is offering six free boneless or traditional wings at its locations nationwide. The restaurant chain had promised the free wings if the Super Bowl went into overtime, which of course it did. The wings will be offered today from 2 until 5 p.m. The offer is for both dine-in and carry-out orders. Do I just get them for free? Do I have to uh-huh. get them through the app, or do I have no, to order I think six? You can just go walk in and get wings. I believe so. The only way to fly. Wings, Shaw. Get some wangs. Mm-hmm. I like this. It's like the steal a base, steal a taco. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only with wings. Wangs. Your kids use multiple towels when they live with you, Shaw. Use what? Multiple towels when they lived with you? Towels? Like bath yeah. towels? Like when they showered. No, they just one. 
And did they reuse it or use a fresh one every time? No, they would get washed probably once a week. I rest my case. Oh, yeah, it's, that's how you fix everything, Shaw. You just say that it. You just say it to be true, and that it is. I don't know that you're remembering Hannah correctly. <laughs> is what I'm. It's what I'm saying. I think you're. You think they use a different towel every day? I think she used multiple, multiple towels, towels no. during a week. We period. were trying to give Jean some advice about how to stop doing so much damn laundry. Mm-hmm. She said that the the two younger people that live in her house use multiple new towels every time they shower. And I said, well, you can fix that several different ways. Number one, you can get rid of a lot of the towels you have in your house now so that everyone only has a limit of the amount of towels they can take. If there's not 800 towels in the closet, mm-hmm. then they can't use 800 towels. Got to reuse the other one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you could... Instead of drying them and making them nice and soft and comfy, <laughs> you just hang them up so they're 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 rough and, and abrasive, Shaw. Crunchy. And they're they're less crunchy towels. Not the, you got to stop that. But it's, it's, do you not know what that means? Do you no, know? I know. But I mean, but you're right. outside on the line. They're kind of like they're not. Well, they're not definitely not as soft. Yeah, crunchy towel different than what I, I'm trying to accomplish I know, here. With I the, know. All I right. Know. I got a text from Lauren who said my teens are the same way. And Bill also texted in and said, tell Gene that's a whole different problem if you have crunchy towels. <laughs> so, Shaw, your kids, though, one towel yeah. several times over and over again? Yeah, about okay. a week's worth. But you're very frugal. And you, I think you, you're remembering Hannah incorrectly. I don't think you remember exactly her walking with we one might on have her to head get, we might have one to, around her body, going through the thing. Well, that's true. And to be fair, I'm usually at work when she would be yes. taking a shower, so right. I wasn't there to witness it. Yes. But. Well, if you could do some homework and, and find out find what out, the towel the consumption is. Because okay. Jean's setting her daughters Maybe up for failure Maybe the boys here. were like, just whatever was right. laying on the floor of the bathroom they were fine picking up and using. But I'm, I'm going with multiple towels, Shaw. I'm just trying to... Jean said she did six loads of laundry this weekend. Oof. Six. That wasn't even a... It was And it's not like she's... Quite mellow. Sa- that was quite mellow. But you're not even... That's not even saved up, like, from the week. You're still doing laundry during the week, right? Well, and we wash our sheets, uh, like, every week, and right? So there <laughs> you go. like, sheets take up a lot of room. That's like two T-shirts. That's part of the thing, though. I'm telling you that Man. that was... It was actually on the lower scale, Shaw. We got to get you some of those ones they have at the laundromat. <laughs> those, you know. Where you can put a whole. You put a whole house in it. Yeah. One at a time. You know? Mm-hmm. Just put it in the garage. Take up one of your spaces in your in your garage for your car. You know? With a, with a full massive, size. Massive, massive, yeah. massive. Yeah. Just trying to help you out. Mm-hmm. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Shaw. Mornings with Brian and Jean. Dorothy. Nita Strauss, that is victorious. And you know I listen to Boston Sports Talk Radio when I get done here in the morning. I do know that because you are from that area and you follow all the Boston teams. Yeah. So the guy that's on the show that I listen to, Scott Zolak, is a backup, former backup for the New England Patriots. He backed up Drew Bledsoe. Also backed up Dan Marino for a year in Miami. And uh, Zolak, who I have a picture with, I I met him at Lambeau when the Patriots played at Lambeau two seasons ago. And I just happened to be walking through the parking lot and I saw him. I'm like, holy crap. Just total happenstance, right? And he took a picture. Super nice guy. You saw how tall he is, right? Yes. He's, I think, 6'5". And I say this as a preface to this story because 
whenever Zolak talks about Cam Newton on the radio, he describes how big Cam Newton is. So you've got a guy that's 6'5", played quarterback in the NFL, talking about how big another human being is, right? So, okay. So Extrapolate to, out. You understand how me, big he is. It, right. It, it, so Cam Newton is saying. a big dude. And he was giving up them hands at some kind of football camp over the weekend, a youth football camp. And he kept his hat on the whole damn time. I think his hat actually has a hole in the top so that his hair can go through because he's got dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah. But that hat didn't come off his head, even though he was getting haymakered by a bunch of people. He fought three people at this thing. <laughs> fought? Like fought? Yes, fought? dude. The video is crazy. One guy comes out of nowhere and gets him right. It looked like Are he got him right in the face. Of the kids I don't know what the, the hell camp? is going on. The scuffle occurred at a Weeball Sports Times Dynasty U Seven versus Seven tournament at BEST Academy. I, uh, that's a don't lot know of. What any you just said? I don't. I don't recognize any of that stuff. The video, of course, going viral as the Atlanta native can be seen in one of his signature custom hats at the top of a staircase, and all of a sudden chaos broke out. Several punches thrown at Cam Newton, who, by the way, is six five, weighed two forty five during his playing career. Now that may not sound like a big dude, but it's a big dude. It's a big dude. Appeared to be handling all three assailants with relative ease without throwing a punch. It looked more like he was trying to... Like push him off trying to, kind of thing? And there was another... I, I think he probably has friends and handlers who are trying to get him out of it, right? Saying, hey, look, dude, you can't be a part of this. Let us, let security handle this thing. Right? And Cam wanted to give up them hands. Altercation ending near a fence line where it was broken up by staff and security, but the viral video, it's got some pretty vulgar language in it cam newton with his hat on and his hair sticking out of the top and oh yeah the one guy comes out of nowhere got him good cam newton founded c1n um that is so it's a youth camp it's a an organization that focuses on developing young athlete skills in football by providing opportunities to compete at the highest level through seven versus seven tournaments unclear how the altercation started identity assailants not publicly known but yeah, Cam Newton. I don't know if I want to get punched by Cam Newton. Yeah, he may not have been a great quarterback in the NFL. He had a couple of good years, but what is the problem? How angry are you at this youth camp with him? <laughs> Man, oh, staff was there right away. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. I know, right? Give it a Google if you haven't seen it. The friggin' sports brought to you by Cam Newton. Come get these hands. I don't even understand where that cane comes from. It's like one of the guys was walking with, and then that goes flying down the staircase. Well, like know. you got a guy that comes from behind with the backpack, and he, I don't, it's hard to tell who's swinging on who. Cause then it, it like ends up over there by I the fence, tell. and there's like people grabbing it, and then there's a shrubbery, shrubbery. And then there's the one guy in the, in the white shirt, or is it white shirt? Or one guy comes out of kind of nowhere and gets Cam. It looks like he gets him right in the face. But then security, of course, comes over and kind of breaks things up. It's like Cam is obviously bigger than everyone else, though. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at it even afterwards when everyone's walking away and he's like a whole foot taller than everybody else. I agree. Obviously, some of that's got to do with his His hat, his chapeau there. But (laughs) wild. Youth camp again. A youth camp. Let's just say that's how you teach the kids. That's what the kids need to learn. That's how I learned. I watched my dad beat me, and I learned. Stay away from that. (laughs) That's what it means.
Tim Montana and Bad News Happy Music coming up in just a bit. Rock Mornings, only on 95.7 The Rock. You're about to enter a beautiful, exciting, wonderful world. A cockroach living in your nostril. Now that's just nasty. Add in some haven't pooped for 30 days. Poop is raining from the ceilings. Poop. And sprinkle in some hashtag Florida man for flavor. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man quits his Burger King job, steals all of their chicken nuggets. It's bad news. Bad news. With happy music. Let's rock. Bad news. Happy music. What do we got? Well, who knew that an eclipse could be so good for tourism? A small Texas county has declared a state of emergency as its population is set to double or even triple ahead of the total solar eclipse that's coming in April. Bell County officials in central Texas are gearing up for challenges like traffic congestion, fuel shortages, and strains on first responders, hospitals, and food supplies with thousands of tourists expected to flood the town, if only for a brief time. They can't just say, sorry, we can't handle (laughs) Sorry, Moose South Front should have told you. Uh, The emergency declaration will help the county plan for the eclipse and protect both residents and visitors. Uh, The total solar eclipse, when the moon completely blocks the face of the sun, will be visible for an estimated 32 million people along a narrow strip of North and Central America on April 8th. Uh, The solar eclipse will be visible along a path of totality that will start in Mexico and move through Texas. It will then travel up to New England and finish in Canada. Thousands of visitors flocking to Texas towns to catch a glimpse of the rare phenomenon, and authorities are anticipating strains on food, grocery, and fuel supplies along with local infrastructure. How could they make this mistake? It happened at a hospital in England and resulted in the death of a man who was in the hospital. Uh, The 56-year-old man who had Down syndrome and dementia was being treated for a broken hip, but he died after going nine days without being given food when he had his patient notes marked as nil by mouth because he had difficulty swallowing. But he was not given fluid food either, resulting in his condition deteriorating, and he ultimately died from pneumonia. The hospital, which paid only $15,000 in compensation, the limit in that country, has apologized for the mistake and said systems have been changed to make sure it does not happen again. How is that? How is that possible? Crazy. A police in uh, Washington, D.C. found what is believed to be a large quantity of marijuana at a liquor store after executing a search warrant. See the name of this place? Yes. They got a drug tip and were able to find multiple pounds of marijuana that they say were being openly sold in this liquor store. The liquor store is called 420 Liquors. Ah. Gee, how are they going to... How would they even... Right? I mean, that's just... What would make them think that there was that anything illicit going on? makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday... You ain't got no job, and you ain't got to do. And you work at 420 Liquors. Right. They'll never think of looking here. <laughs> Hide in plain sight, right, Sean? Exactly. Uh, struggling to focus on a single thought or task, finding yourself constantly distracted by social media, you may have what is known as popcorn brain 
The term popcorn brain refers to a person's attention, quickly jumping from thought to thought like the kernels popping in popcorn. A 2003 study by the University of California, Irvine, found the average attention span was 2 minutes and 30 seconds. By 2012, the average attention span had dropped to 75 seconds. And now, the attention span for most people is only about 47 seconds. Squirrel. What? Right. They say over time, the constant demand for attention and the rapid switching between tasks can lead to a feeling of mental restlessness or the brain bouncing around as it struggles to maintain focus on any one task for an extended period. Uh, They say social media is a major contributing factor to the declining attention span. Mental health experts suggest reducing social media time, and they also suggest participating in screen-free activities and focusing on one thing at a time rather than trying to multitask. Try my gourmet popping corn. You'll taste the difference, or my name isn't Orville Redenbacher. I don't want my brain to be that. Right? Popcorn brain? Hmm. I know the feeling, though. Uh, An Oklahoma Highway Patrol trooper was irritated when his cruiser was hit during a traffic stop over the weekend. Trooper Russell Calicote's dash cam was rolling when a driver slammed into his squad car. Uh, it was a traffic. It happened during a traffic stop on the side of the interstate. The trooper suggested the vehicle that hit him was going at least 60 miles an hour, Damn. and there was a strong smell of alcohol when he approached the driver. Now this trooper is asking people not to hit him anymore. This is the sixth time this same trooper has been hit by a passing vehicle. Luckily, the trooper never got hurt in any of the incidents. Different guy each time? No, same guy. Same guy? No, I mean... Same cop. Same cop, different, different people. suspects. Okay. Yes. All right, gotcha. Correct. Yeah, I'm not that intoxicated. Yeah, Man, you are, Mr. Hit Me the Sixth Time. Me. Big old bullseye right on the back. <laughs> Apparently. Road. Got those lights, and you pulled off uh. all fancy on the side of the road, and nothing. In Louisville, Kentucky, a man from Indiana was arrested after he allegedly tried to buy a Porsche with a fake $78 million check. Connor James Litka walked into the Porsche dealership in hopes of buying an exotic car. They refused to sell him the car, and he then walked to the back of the store or the dealership looking for car keys. He refused to leave until the dealership sold him the car. Look, I have a $78 million check. Just give it to me. It's totally legitimate. Uh Uh-huh. Employees of the dealership ended up calling the cops, and Litka was arrested, charged with criminal trespass and disorderly conduct. It was also discovered he attempted to buy a Land Rover with a $12 million check the day before at a different dealership. It's one of those government stimulus checks. It's legit. <laughs> right. I promise. 78 million. Keep the change. Million. Right. The inaugural Florida Man Games Ooh. went down over the weekend How'd in St. Augustine, Florida. And organizers are calling it a success. If you haven't heard of it, it's basically the Olympics for Florida crazies. Events included a mullet contest. Hell yeah. A mud duel with <laughs> pool yeah. noodles. Hell yeah. And an evading arrest obstacle course where actual cops <laughs> chase people down. It's not clear how many actually showed up, uh, but they were expecting over 5,000 people. Uh, the best quote was from a guy named James Gordon, who won the barbecue pork and sausage speed eating contest. Oh, Quote, man. I've lived in Florida my whole life. They're calling these events, but I'm calling this just a friggin' Tuesday afternoon. Drinking beer, having fun with our friends, and then jousting somebody. Wild, messy, and hilarious. Alligators, nudity, and drugs. We couldn't get nudity and we couldn't get drugs, but we definitely got alligators <laughs> out there for sure. Man, honestly, because I love God and I love America, and I'm here to be a Florida man. That's great. Hashtag Florida Man. We love you, Florida Man. I like the fact that they're not taking it too personal, no. right? Very tongue-in-cheek. Absolutely. I also, li- I also like the idea of pool noodle, mud wrestling, mm-hmm. or whatever that was. Well, 
What was jousting with pool noodles in a mud? Yeah. A mud duel with pool noodles. I like that. I could be down for some of that, Sean. That sounds gators, fun. I don't know about gators, gators, but the sausage thing, the yeah. eating thing. Speed I could eating. Be, speed yeah. eating sausages. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, speed like eating that. sausages. Like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever traded or bartered for something? And does this seem like a fair deal? A post on the site cashortrade.org went viral after some guy was desperate for concert tickets. So he offered to trade them for a lifetime subscription to his wife's OnlyFans page. He wanted to see bluegrass artist Billy Strings performing in Nashville and said anyone with two tickets could see his, quote, hot wife naked and chat with her. Does she know about this? He wanted tickets to a concert, so he He pimped out his wife? Does she know that he offered? Uh, It's not entirely clear. Uh, It's also not clear if a deal went down, but at least one person did make him an offer. We assume that second ticket, because he wanted a pair, would have been for the wife who runs the OnlyFans page. You'd like to think so. He's the one doing all the work. Right, exactly. Exactly. What was the Hold the show? camera. He's just Billy Strings. He's a uh, bluegrass artist. You can't just buy tickets for Billy Strings. What kind of? This yeah, isn't Taylor Swift. It's sold out. He's popular. Oh, so wait till the next time. You right? can get him on the second hand market. Sure. Before you pimp your wife out. Well, he's obviously just looking for a way to free publicity for and his he's wife. He's got it, right? For I his mean, only fans. Right. Mm-hmm. For his wife's only fans. Right. Uh, What's if you the d- name of that OnlyFans? I don't know. Her. Well, she goes by the name Stevie Vixen. Stevie Vixen. All right, I'll go look, you look at that it. Up I'll only. look at it so you don't have to. All right, shut thank up. you. If you deal with chronic and debilitating pain, there are some things you just can't do, like throw a Christmas tree. A 36-year-old woman in Ireland was in a car accident seven years ago. Her car was rear-ended, and she filed a personal injury lawsuit for $825,000, claiming that she was left with a disabling condition. She claimed she had constant back and neck pain that prevented her from working for more than five years. She said she also couldn't play with her children or carry out basic chores. She couldn't even take out the trash. The case has been tied up in the courts for a while, but recently the court was shown a newspaper photo from 2018, less than a year after the crash, that showed the woman participating in a Christmas tree throwing contest. I like this. The photo shows her actually heaving a large spruce tree. The woman said even though she may have looked happy in the photo, she was in, in excruciating pain at the time. The judge didn't buy it and threw out her case. Yeah, you well, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, it was the one time she felt uh-huh, good. Right. You know how it is, Shaw. You, you felt like you could rake your lawn after you had your man bit that's, cut. That's true. You chopped wood, actually. But. It's chopped wood. Right, same thing. You went, you <laughs> went, you went and got your... You got your nuts cut off, and then you go home, and you're supposed to relax with a frozen bag of peas yeah. on them. And you're like, you and know you're what? like, you know what? I feel kind of good. Today's and then a good day. And you instantly. It wasn't the same day. It was days later, but still, it was too soon. You get what I'm saying, yes, though, right? Exactly. Maybe sometimes was, you feel better than others. Yeah. One day you wake up, you're like, hey, I feel kind of good. I might mm-hmm. do this Christmas I'll go throw tree a Christmas thing. tree. Yeah. And then you realize, oh snap, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Now there's a picture of it, and my eight hundred thousand oh, dollar lawsuit is going to get thrown out. Yeah. And there are a lot of good cops and a few bad ones. And here's one of the bad ones. A 33-year-old police officer in Columbus, Mississippi, lost her job after she was caught shoplifting while on duty. Her name is Robin Connor. She was working in full uniform when she allegedly walked out of a Dick's Sporting Goods with a $140 pair of shoes. An employee saw it happen and called 911. Robin was still in uniform when fellow officers took her into custody. And this part's got a sting. They took her to jail in her own police car. The city council held a special meeting and unanimously voted to have her fired. She's now out of a job and facing charges for misdemeanor shoplifting. Come on, you're in full uniform, lady. Did she give an excuse? Or did she just cop to it? I don't know if she's admitted to it or not, but... I'd like to hear the excuse. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Usually those are... I meant to pay and I forgot. I was distracted. I mean, what's a good excuse for walking out without paying for a $140 pair of shoes? Maybe another associate at the store said I could just have them. Okay. Maybe I got a call. Maybe there's was, an emergency I had to respond there, to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was, I was. You don't have time to change. I had a shoes. few minutes of downtime while I was in uniform and on duty. I gotta so, go. So, you know, cops, we like to do some shopping while right. we're on duty. That's the best time to yeah. do it. Walked into the store <laughs> and then all of a sudden finish. I got shots fired, shots fired, and I said, "Oh snap! I got to run," and I forgot to uh, give them back uh, the uh, shoes. Maybe. No. It's about as close as I can think of to something that might work. <laughs> Probably not going to get that job back. Probably though. not. Mm. Rock mornings, Monday to Friday, six to nine. Call. Hello. Email. I tried emailing you. Text. So many ways to check in with us. Check, check. We rely on you guys for traffic updates, requests, and all sorts of other stuff. Check this out. Get in touch with us by visiting rockmornings.com. Call, text, email. Listen on the website. <clears throat> Let's see. Got a guy named Pete who works for Mr. Skin. Emailing me about interviewing Mr. Skin for his annual anatomy awards. All right. Looks like we're going to talk to him sometime in the next week or so. Thanks, Pete. Also got an email from Doug. About the sandwich boards from earlier this morning. Doug says, point of clarification, the ordinance has been on the books for longer than eight years. Uh, That was not hard evidence. That was just a... Somebody said it's been on there a long time. Somebody said they tried to look it up and said it looks like it's been on the books since 2016. Uh, It may have been revised in 2016. It also includes other items that are privately owned that are kept in the city right away. You are correct. The permit is the front end for an insurance Requirements. The same guy that inspects sidewalks for snow removal is tasked with right-of-way encroachments. I'm guessing that the guy is not busy this year. Prior to 2021, I was that guy. I found plenty to do other than chase sandwich boards and place green warning stickers. Right. Again, it's whether it's been on there for 8 years, 10 years, 20 years. I've known business owners that have owned their businesses for a lot longer than that. And they've never had a problem with sandwich boards until now. And now it's a thing because the city's cheap. And has nothing better to do with its time because obviously we live in a utopian society. Well, there's no snow happening, so the person who's in who's doing the investigations and looking at sidewalks to make sure their shovel has been bored. Well, just like any business, that's what the city is. It's a business. Don't let it fool you. They don't care about us. They care about money. What they try to do is get money some way, somehow from everybody. And when the city isn't getting money from sidewalks or from alternate side parking tickets, they're going to figure out how to get it. And one way to get it is to go, hey, look, there's this thing in the books that we put on there 20 years ago. A long time ago. And we never enforced it. Let's go out and enforce it now so we can get those $35 permit fees from business owners who are already struggling. Yeah. Doug also says, anyway, run for city council. Start your change. <laughs> there you go. Do that. Uh, dude, can you, Matt? I could not be a part of that. No way, no how. I'd be like, what does nuts said? Quit. Abrahams or whatever. <laughs> the guy. The, quitting. Yes, I'd have to quit. I couldn't do it. Couldn't deal with people like that. No, thanks. How do you get anything done with 13 people? Uh, I've, I've. No, it's not possible. Can't. Bill texted in, said, tell Gene that's a whole different problem if you have crunchy towels. I meant that they were hanging out on the line and they dry kind of. Of course. Yeah. 
abrasive. Yes. Lauren texted in and said, my teens are the same way. Well, that's a you problem, Lauren. You didn't train your kids right. Uh-huh. Lauren, he knows so much. Take away all the towels. About. They don't have options. They'll just use what's available. Cheryl texted in a picture of the moon this morning. Said it was full last week. Is that the deal? It's big and round and bright, but it was actually full Saturday. Allison is the one who uh, told us it was sad, but no, she included a picture of it. Very nice photo, Cheryl. Thank you very much. I tried to take pictures of it last week with my phone. They're bad. Doesn't turn out good. You got to get one of them titanium phones from outer space. I got to get a better phone. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for all the correspondence. Good to hear from you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.